0: Him, Do you know you can experience Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We want to experience You, Jesus, today. Come close, Lord Jesus. Come close. Jesus' name, Father, bring every thought into captivity into the obedience of Jesus Christ. As Thank you right now, Lord, as we submit our hearts to you, Father. We ask that you would speak to us. Why don't you just say that right now? Lord, speak to me this morning. Let me hear your voice. Let it be a now word for me. And let my heart respond to your word. I open my heart to the word of God, it is a a cutting edge. A double-edged sword, and I ask that it would cut my heart and reveal Your Word that's hidden inside. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Can Rachel? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Wow. do you love this weather? (laughs) Who loves summer? Me, 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 me. Who hates winter? Me, me, me. Although, we do need a good air conditioner, my darling, don't we? In Luke 1, 26 to 38, I just want to read it with you, and you can see it up on the screen. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Now, we all know this story, but I want to give you a different perspective of this this morning that makes it personal for you. Amen? The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom, will never end. And Mary said, how would this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And this is very important, this verse right here for you and me today. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then in verse 38, Mary says these words, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Or may it be done to me according to your will. I've got great news this Christmas. I've got great news for you. You you know, Mary was just a simple girl who felt that she had really, she was just normal. She was just a normal young girl there was no like growing up prophetic word in her life that says you are going to be chosen by God, you're going to be favored by God, you're going to carry the Son of God in your womb, you're going to bring change to the whole planet that, that the whole planet has been waiting for. There was, there was no trumpet blast before that. She was just a normal girl going about her normal life and then had an encounter with an angel and a message from God. And the the message was this, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. And the news that I have for you this Christmas that I am declaring to you right now, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with me. I want you to say that. Me, who is highly favoured, the Lord is with me. You know, you may be simple, you may be humble, you may not have a great, uh, what you consider anointing on your life, you may not be great at um, scripture, you may not have been to Bible college, but I want to tell you this morning, you are highly favored and the Lord is with you. Now, that's something that other people do not have. You have this Christmas something that other people do not have, number one. You have the favor of the Lord. Now, I know that the Lord looks after everyone, and the Lord loves everyone, and it rains on the just and the unjust, and he he blesses his children. But to have favor, to have favor wherever you walk, wherever you go, to be highly favored of God, that's something other people don't have. Number two, God is with you. Now, we know that God is omnipresent. Who knows that? Omnipresent means God is everywhere all the time. I mean, someone that's sitting in a pub crying over their beer can feel the presence of God if they tune into that because the omnipresence of God is everywhere all the time. But what about the manifest presence of God? What about when God is so with you that He is actually manifested on you? that you can actually access God in all his power and anointing, the God, the most high God who lives and dwells in your mortal body, that you have access to that any time that you want. You who are highly favored by the Lord, the Lord is with you. Are they two good good points of news? You know the, the name... Um, thank you, Chrissy and Shane, for... Um, you're probably in different spaces, are you? Where are you? There, Chrissy's there. Shane's up the back with the baby. Thank you so much for that gift that you gave us. They gave us a little Advent box with all these little cards in it that you can hang up like an Advent calendar with little pegs on a string. And it's all the, the days leading up to Christmas But when you turn it around, it's all the names of Jesus. And so every day is another, another name, another name, another name, another name. So every day we turn that peg around and then we proclaim another name of Jesus in our house. And for Christmas, they're all going to be turned around. And all my kids and my grandkids are going to be reminded of those 24 names that Jesus has. And that's what the season is about. But we turned one over that said, Emmanuel. Who knows what Emmanuel means? Yell it out. God is with us. So Jesus is in heaven with God. God desperately wants to be with his people. God desperately wants to not just be omnipresent, but manifest his presence amongst his people. And so he sends his son to a manger to be born as a normal little boy in the womb of a normal girl because he so desperately wants to be God is with us. He wanted to show himself, Rodney. Do you know, know we have such a warped concept of what God is and most people do. When you say God to people or Jesus to people, they have this concept of God that he's angry for a star that he wants to punish them, that he's looking at their lives with x-ray vision, trying to find everything about them that's wrong. But Jesus came to earth to demonstrate in a humble, lowly position what God's heart is really like if he was unwrapped to the world at Christmas. If God could just be unwrapped, if we could actually just take God out of a box we could unwrap the ribbon, take off the wrapping, open the box and pull God out and present him, it would be in the form of Jesus. Because Jesus didn't come to make people scared, to to be angry at people. He walked amongst them. He loved them. He accepted them. And he was the manifest presence of God on the earth and he was showing people, this is who I am this is me, this is is God, the Father, come to be manifest to you. When Jesus walked around and he, he touched people that should never have been touched, healed them of their leprosy, went up to prostitutes and lifted their chin and lifted them out of their sorrow, said to tax collectors, come and follow me. You're amazing. You know, when he went to normal people, just like he was born in a normal person's womb. He went to the average, everyday Aussie, if you want to put it like that. And he said to the average, everyday Aussie, he went to the average, everyday dad. He went to the average, everyday mom. He went to the teenager and the student. And he looked at them in the eye. And he said, you who are highly favored by God. God is with you. And he touched them, and they knew. They knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was with them. And this is what God should look like. This is what God should feel like. Like he's a dad who loves us and wants the best for us. You who are highly favored by God, God is with you. He also said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You know when God is in you, that he is with you? Do you know just as Mary was impregnated with the Son of God, when you gave your heart to Jesus, and I hope you have, and if you haven't, I'll give you an opportunity at the end. But when you gave your heart to Jesus, what happened? What happened, Nikki? What happened when you gave your heart to Jesus? Hey? You were six, but he? what, what did they say in kids' church? If you give your heart to Jesus, he will come and live in your heart. He will come and live in your heart. He will take up residence inside of you. You will be impregnated with the Son of God. You who are highly favored by God, God is with you, and he will impregnate you with the son of God you have Jesus living on the inside of you, it's no longer I who lives but amen Christ who lives in me and this Christmas let's let Jesus stand up on the inside of us as Reinhard Bonnke says Jesus lives inside of me and every now and again, he looks out the window. I want Jesus to look out my windows all the time. Amen? Don't be afraid. You have been impregnated with, with, with the Son of God. You know, Mary asked this question, or oh, how can this be? And you're probably sitting there right now. Yeah, but that's okay for you, Pastor Julie. You're a pastor. You're a preacher. You know you got the anointing. You got the thing going on. You got Jesus looking out of your eyes all the time. I'm sure of it. But I want I want to tell you this. Mary asked this question. How can this be? I am only a virgin. How can this be? I'm only a mum with five kids who's mental most of the time. How can How can this be? How could I be impregnated with God? Is that right, Sarah? I mean and you're just yelling, screaming at the kids probably this morning, and then you come into church and you walk into church, and go, I hope no one knows that. I'm a mad mother. And um and I say, Sarah, I get up here and preach, and we sing songs, and you have been impregnated with the son of God, and you go, oh, I don't feel like it. Because <laughs> I've been screaming like kids all morning. Like Mary says, How can this be? I am only. You know, maybe you were told at school that you just weren't smart enough, and that, you know, you just weren't intelligent enough. How can this be? Why would the Son of God come and live in someone like me? Oh yeah, he's there, I'm born again, but look out of my windows, like live in my heart, manifest in me. You know, I am only, and you can put your own little blink, blink in there. I am only. Or you could say, oh, but I am insecure, or oh, but I am scared, or oh, but I am a sinner, or oh, but I am weak, or oh, but I am, I didn't pray five times this week, or oh, oh, I've been so busy, i you know, I left God out, but I want to tell you this, all the excuses that Mary had, I am not, I am, how can this be, I am I'm only a virgin, but the answer that the angel brought to her is an answer that we need to take into our hearts this morning and take it in with power and listen to it and believe what the angel of God has said to Mary is also for us. And he said this, the Holy Spirit will come on you and and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Ever thought about that? Now, I just need like the shortest person in the room to come here. Who's the shortest person in the room? No one's going to own up. Like a person, a child. Yeah, that one. Yeah, bring her up. Okay. Now, if you just bring her here and hold her sideways so the shadow hits her. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you just have a, I'm going to get out of the way so you can see the shadow. Who can see her shadow? Maybe that way so she's not... Yeah? see if you can get the shadow there's the shadow all right who can see that everyone stand up and have a look there's the little shadow of little Eve right right there there it is now what happens if dad stands up and turns around this way and casts his shadow over her shadow stand up and have a look who can see Eve anymore but can you, see, can you see the shadow of the Father overshadowing Eve? Do you get what I'm saying? Thank you, Father and Eve. I'm going to read this again, and I want you to get it. How can this be? How can this be? I've only been a Christian five minutes. How can this be? I've been a Christian 60 years, but I feel tired and dead. How can this be? I have mental illness. How can this be? All the excuses. And the angel answered, "The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will what overshadow, overshadow you. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Now, this is exciting. This is really exciting. So wherever you go, the shadow that is cast upon people around you is no longer your shadow, but it's his. When you walk into your family Christmases, when you walk into those awkward, difficult situations, you need to have a revelation. You don't have to psych this up. You don't have to pray and fast for a week. You don't have to pray in tongues for 20 hours before you go there, although it's really good to go prepared. Who knows that? But yeah, you never know what's going to fly at you. But you have to go in with this revelation, that the shadow that will be cast over those lunches, over those uh, connections, the shadow that's going to be cast is not your shadow, it's his. Amen? Because why? Say it again. Because I am highly favoured. Say it again. I am highly favoured and God is with me. And I am overshadowed. Overshadowed. We've got to look at this. We've got to see in a realm that we don't normally look at. You know, we've got to open our eyes to see that God is with us and that God is with normal people and that if He overshadows normal people, He can make extraordinary things happen. Who knows that? Amen. Amen. I love it. Luke 1, 46, 50, Mary said this, "'My soul glorifies the Lord, "'and my spirit rejoices in my Saviour, "'for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant.'" From now on, all generations will call me blessed. You need to be standing around saying this stuff. You need to get scripture and say it. I want you to say that. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Ready? Go. From now on. All generations will call me blessed. Amen. Amen. Why? Let's read the next part. Verse 49, Altogether, For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. This Christmas, I want you to walk around and begin to declare, he has done great things for me. Has he? Has he done great things for you? When's the last time you thanked him? When's the last time you remembered the great things that he has done for you? You know, the whole problem with the Old Testament is that the Israelites were just could not remember what God did. He opens the Red Sea, takes them out of slavery. They forget, they complain, they win. Oh, if I only just had enough money to buy a Christmas presents. Where's God when I need him? Well, he opened the Red Sea, he bought you out of bondage, he delivers you, he protects you, he keeps you. God Almighty, God is with me. God has done great things for me, and we need to enter into his rest. The Israelites couldn't enter into rest. Who knows that? The Word of God says, you shall never enter into my rest. Because why? Because you just forgot. You forgot to thank me. Remember the little things, the tiny things, the small things. Don't let the little things become ordinary to you that he does. You don't, you're looking for the big blessings and a, and, a, and a blessing comes in left field and you don't even thank God for it because you just said, oh, well, I wanted the big thing, but this will do. No, God, thank you so much for this small blessing. Thank you for this blessing to me. You have done great things for me. And then when you go on holidays, guess what? You're going to enter into rest. Rest. There's a rest that comes from being connected and overshadowed by the Most High God and every day being thankful for what He has done for you. Psalm 91, 1-2 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest. Everyone say rest. Will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Some of you might have to go into situations that are uncomfortable for you this Christmas. I know I do. Family members that I just have forgiven but would rather not see. But I know that I am under, I'm resting under the shadow of the Almighty. He's my fortress. He's my God. In whom I trust I am overshadowed by him I'm under his shadow I'm under his wings Psalm 91 also said that He will cover you with his feathers And under his wings You will find refuge You know, you can just In your family gatherings In awkward situations Even if it's not awkward Maybe it's just crazy and noisy And you're an introvert And you can't handle a lot of people You know, you just need to Set yourself aside for a moment And go, God, cover me and just feel those little feathers, just Okay, we can face this now. Back out we go, you know, (laughs) I'm safe here. Pastor Phil said this this morning in the prayer room. He was talking about the shepherds being out in the fields and he said, what was it that that angel said when the shepherds were in the fields? And the angel came to the shepherds and said that, that Jesus was gonna be born and there's a star and you gotta follow it and you gotta find him. And then he says this, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Does his favor rest on you this Christmas? I can absolutely tell you, if you have said yes to Jesus Christ in your heart, you know that you are connected to him through being born again in your spirit, then his favor rests on you, and you'll be overshadowed by the Most High. (laughs) In verse 50 of the previous scripture that we read about Mary, it says, "...His mercy extends to those who fear Him, or those who submit to Him, or those who come under His shadow from generation to generation." There is something about this overshadowing that overshadows also your children. It also overshadows your relationships. It also overshadows the generations, even those that you are raising up and mentoring. All those kids, you guys, in youth, all those young ones in yards that you're overshadowing. You're putting a shadow over those kids that you, you don't even realize because of your shadow, where's Tom? Where's Tom? Tom, you don't realize how big the shadow is over you and how far it extends over those young people every Friday night. You know, the Lord showed me a picture of you and just the heart that you have for those young people. And you think your shadow is so small. And at times... You think that the shadow of the enemy is bigger than God? And I ask you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus to bring into perspective the shadows in Tom's life, that he would see that when he is overshadowed by the Most High, there is no other shadow that can compete with him. What was the lyric in that song that we just sang, Jilly? You make the darkness triple. There's something about the shadows. There's a shadow one. Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. The other shadows. Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 59, 21 says, As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit is on you and will not depart from you, my words that I put in your mouth will always be on your lips and on the lips of your children and the lips of their descendants from this time on and forever, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, um, there was a time there where we were, when we were in major revival, we were getting a lot of people saved out of covens. You know, I'm not just talking witches. I'm talking coven people that were Worshipping Satan, and they were so dark. And they didn't know any better. They'd just been raised that way, and they didn't know any better. But we had heaps of them getting saved. And so I would spend, Phil will tell you this, three days a week, six hours a day, ministering to these people to bring them freedom. My heart was so broken for them that they didn't know Jesus in every area of their lives. One day I'm ministering to one of these ladies who was the head of a coven. She was like, she was like a top, a top uh, matriarch of this coven. And she said to me, Julie, if only you people understood what is on you, you would never be afraid of anything. She said, when we walk along the street, if there's a Christian that is even a lukewarm, weak Christian within two streets radius of us, we start to tremble and feel like we're going to be sick because the light that is on them is so blinding and the anointing that's on this weak Christian is so strong that we have to move and get further away from them even if they're two streets away. We feel their presence. They're overshadowed by the Most High. Amen? But she said, if a full-on Christian, one that lives for God, loves God, born again, spirit-filled Christian, we can't even be in that community. We can't even, if we going to get off a bus, we put one foot down, and, we, and it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, there's a Christian that's full-on in this community somewhere, we have to leave. We can't stay. Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. When when God overshadows you, you've got to know what's on you. You've got to know how big that is and how powerful. We're talking about Almighty God. We're not talking about your strength. We're not talking about how many times you pray today. We're, We're talking about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lives and dwells in your mortal body, and God is with you. God is with you. Amen? So we've got to walk around like we're overshadowing some things. And we've got to get a revelation of what is in us. And what is within us is greater than what is in the world. My shadow that overshadows me is much bigger than my shadow. And the enemy trembles at the mention of his name. And yet his name lives in me. Amen. And he looks out of my windows. And he calls those that are lost and that are broken to himself. And he overshadows their shadows with brilliant light and disperses every dark shadow in their life to reveal the one true most holy God that can overshadow their lives with love and protection. In Acts 5, 15 to 16, we see an interesting thing. In Peter, Peter gets filled with the Holy Spirit, In the book of Acts, we know that on the day of Pentecost, he goes out and he begins to preach. This man who had been weak, who had denied Jesus three times, who had, you know, actually, he was just so ashamed that he denied Jesus, but he gets filled with the Holy Spirit. He preaches on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 get saved on that day, and the anointing or the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit comes upon him, and he goes out to make a difference in the world. And in Acts 5, 15 to 16, it says this, As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least, at the very least, Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits and what? All of them were healed. See, they're thinking, Peter's coming. We need to get the sick out into the streets because there's too many of us to go to Peter and lay hands on every one of us. But what they didn't realize, that Peter, the shadow over Peter was much greater than Peter's shadow. And when Peter, Peter walked past, he wasn't casting his own shadow. He was overshadowed by the Most High. And people were healed by the shadowing of the Most High, not by Peter's shadow. Peter knew he was useless. Peter knew that he had denied Christ. He knew he was a weak human being. But he was overshadowed by the Most High. In in that day of Pentecost, he had a revelation. With the Holy Spirit, I can do this. If he overshadows me and he covers me, I know I can do this. I will offer him my weakness. I will offer him my humanity. Like Mary, let it be done to me according to your will. I am just a virgin. I am just a young girl. I have no experience in the things of greater things like of God because I was never allowed into the temple. I was never allowed to go worship like the men. I didn't even know about such stuff. I do not know about theology and, 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 the, and the Korah. I do not know any of that stuff. But I know this, if you will overshadow me, I can do this. So let it be done to me according to your will. Last Sunday, Rachel and I went to have lunch after church. And we were having a business meeting of such. Not that Rachel and I ever have business meetings. Always, We just talk about God and we just can't stop. But um, we were talking about next year, about youth and everything. So we went to this little cafe and Rachel said, as she does, she looks after her mum. She says, I'll go and order the food for us. Thank you, darling. So she goes up to the counter to order. There's a young girl, she's about 20. And she's, I can see her speaking to Rachel at the counter. And I get this, do do Ever get that? do like, tune in, there's something going on here. And I'm thinking, go on, Rach, talk to her, talk to her. She's ripe, she's ripe, she's ripe, she's ripe Rach. Just talk to her. And I know Rach tunes into that too. And she came down and sat down and she said, no, I said to her, there's something about that girl. She said, I know, I know. We need to talk to her, don't we? I said, we do. So this girl comes over, she puts our coffee down, leans over like that, and then she goes, oh, oh, wow, oh, what is that? Oh, my ears are ringing so loud. That's so weird. That's just weird, like that. And she just walked, she went, sorry, I just feel really weird. And she just walked away. And um, I said to Rachel, that was Jesus calling her by name. And she was tuning into the airwaves of heaven. So I'm thinking, okay, come on, girl, come back. We need to talk, we need to talk. So she comes back and without me even saying a word or Rachel saying a word, she said, excuse me, look, this may seem really weird to you, but I need to ask you a question. Is there something spiritual about you too?" because she said I'm a bit spiritual and I'm starting to look into it and when something spiritual sometimes I get this ringing in my ears and I said to her darling do you know what that ringing in your ears is that's Jesus calling you that's the father calling you by name that's your father God what's your name she said Zoe I said Zoe can you hear it listen tune in again and can you hear the Father? He's calling you. But he's calling. And then I began to explain her gift that she had because she was like prophetic. And I said, you know, God's got this gift. He gave it to you. When you were a little girl and I started to explain things that happened to her when she was a little girl and the situations that she was in as a little girl. And she's going, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And she said, my mother sees angels, but she's never gone there. And I said, oh, is your mother a believer? She said, no, my mother's Crazy. I said, okay. I said, but you've got a gift, and God wants to use that, but he wants to use it in the right source through the right way. She said, oh, yeah, I saw. I had a reading the other day, and, they, and in this reading, they said that someone was going to come to me and give me the plan for my life. See, even the demons will come into alignment. And I said to her, well, that's good, but there's two ways you can go. There's using this gift the bad way, is using this gift the good way. I'm going to lead you to the good way. And so Rachel and her exchanged numbers. Rachel's having coffee with her. And uh, Zoe is going to find Jesus. Because why? Because she walked into a situation where, she, where we were overshadowed by God. And her life was like, how many people do that to you and not tell you? How many situations are they? don't happen because you're not tuning in or you just don't realize what you're carrying you carry Jesus you're a vessel a dwelling place of God you are the church you are the temple of the Holy Spirit and in here is God and you got you know we used to play that thing here is the church and here is the steeple. Open the doors and here's all the people. So all you've got to do is go, I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Here is the church. Here is the steeple. I'm going to open my doors and I'm going to let God out. And I'm going to realize that I'm overshadowed, that I am the church, that I am Christ in me, that I am overshadowed shadowed by the most high God. Who's excited? Right. Woo! There was a friend that we used to have in our family gathering because my mother, my mother always taught us kids, you know, you just pull people in if they're lonely. You just pull them in. And so we used to have randoms that got invited to our family Christmases and there was about 40 or 50 of us already, crazy family, and just... Wasn't it Andrew? Andrew got introduced early to our crazy family. Uh, but pe- randoms would come, randoms. So, you know, if my sister wanted to invite a random, she could. And if, so, so Ty McDonald that used to come to this church, he would come to every one of our Christmases. He was a random, but we loved him. And he was, he was uncomfortable, he was awkward, and he would yell at the kids and he would, you know, you give him a Christmas present, he'd say, is that all you got me? Like he was a cranky old bugger, but we loved him, and we would take him. He as a random. So there was this one random that my sister bought one year, and he was one of the friends of her sons. And uh, oh, he swore he was a druggie. He was. You just look at him, just go like, you are useless. And as Phil said, we didn't. We weren't that spiritual at those times because there was a lot of randoms. But Mum would always bring out a Christmas cake, and we'd sing to Jesus, "Happy Birthday to Jesus," and we'd always pray for our meal. Somehow this guy got touched by God. We don't know how. Phil talked to him some, you know, over the years. As the years went by, we noticed this guy's changing. He's changing. And then we go to a conference and we see him. What are you doing here? He said, oh, I got saved a few years ago. Now I'm on the leadership team of this church. Now I'm running this and this and this and this. I'm going to full-time Bible college. And he's just like, so what is he doing now, Phil, today? Like this is 20, 20 years later. He runs an NGO, social justice organization for children in Sydney. And he's full on for God. He's just a random that got overshadowed by God by hanging out with people that didn't need to push or shove or work something up, who are just natural. You know, shake like this. Just shake. And just go, I'm a natural. Come and do it. Put your hands here like this. So I'm a natural. God overshadows me. I can't help it. I can't conjure it up. I can't make it go away. I'm just a natural. So we need to breathe and be natural. Just be you. Do you know that God in you is exciting and God over you is even more exciting? But he chose a vessel. He chose Mary. And she was beautiful and she was wonderful. He chose her. He has chosen you. He's chosen you, and he's happy with you. And he doesn't want to add or subtract to you. He's quite happy with who you are. He'll make you grow. He'll, he'll stretch you, of course. He will. He'll make you more like his son. But he chose you. While we were yet sinners, he chose us. And he overshadowed us, and he lives in us, and he fills us. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 7 says this. Let's stand to our feet and the team can come. That would be great. I pray that you've caught something today. I want to read this over you. So just close your eyes and just, can you just put your hands like this? You can lift them up. You can put them down here. Just as an act of surrender right now. And I want to read this over you. waiting for everyone to be ready, because I want everyone to catch this. Arise, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, a thick darkness is over the people's But the Lord rises upon you and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes, open your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant and your heart will throb and swell with joy. Father, I thank you today in the name of Jesus Christ that you would open our eyes to see that we are overshadowed by the Most High, that we have been impregnated with the Son of God, and that God is with us and we are highly favoured of God. Lord God, make us a light to our families and friends. Give us the right words at the right time. Overshadow our gatherings. God, as you draw men and women and children to yourself. In the name of Jesus. You know, next Sunday and this Sunday too, this Sunday night at five o'clock, we have a big festival out here. And there's going to be awesome food and Santa. There's free Santa photos, by the way. Professional, free Santa photos. If you've got friends that say, you know, I want to get my Santa photos done. Well, we can do it professional and free. And we're going to email them out to people and they're going to get them. They're going to be beautiful. And we're just giving that as a gift to the community. We're going to have Santa here. We're going to have carols. We're going to have great South African food tonight. But listen, tonight, will you come with an agenda at five o'clock? Don't just come and go, I can't wait to eat that South African food. I can't wait to get my kids to see Santa. I've got my picnic rug, I've got my chairs, and these are the friends I always sit with. But tonight, would you come with an agenda? Would you walk around being overshadowed by the Most High, And in the most gentle, natural way, would you connect with people in our community that maybe for the first time have ever walked on this property? In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And then next Sunday night, same time, five o'clock, we're going to fill this whole room with tables, with the most beautiful Christmas dinner, with decorations, and we're going to feed the poor, the lonely and the disenfranchised, the homeless in our community. We're going to give people that never have Christmas dinner, we're going to give them a Christmas dinner. We're going to have carols, we're going to have sanders, we're going to give them gifts, we're going to give them food parcels to take home. And what we desperately need is people who are overshadowed by the Most High who will just sit at the tables with them. There's one man in this congregation today. I'm not going to point him out because I know he'll kill me if I do. But he came to one of our community lunches. And someone sat at the table and talked to him and made him feel inclusive. And he was so afraid to come to church. But we said, if you just start coming, take baby steps, you'll find a family here. I know family might be scary for some people. But if you take baby steps, Do you know that he's come now, this young man, he's my dear friend, and he's been coming probably for about 12 weeks straight. You might have missed one in the middle. But every week, he's frightened to come in here, but he picks up the courage because he's learning about home and he's learning about connection and he's learning about community. He's learning about belonging because you, someone that was overshadowed, sat with him and talked with him over a meal. Next Sunday night, would you come out, not for you, not so you get fed, not so that you can get a parcel to take home, because you won't get one, you will get fed, but so you can sit at a table with people that you don't know who need family. And don't be weird, right? Don't go, I've been overshadowed by the most high and my shadow is going to heal you right now. You know? Don't say, can I lay hands on you? Maybe they don't want you to touch them. But they just need to know that you are a natural believer in Jesus Christ who loves them, wants to bless them, and wants to build community and connection and family with them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just close your eyes right across this congregation right now. Thank you, Father, as the music lifts. I thank you if there's anyone here who has never given their heart to Jesus Christ or maybe they have and they have been away from God, but they want to start that journey today in the name of Jesus, I ask right now that like Mary, that you would come and visit them and say, you who are highly favoured of the God, of, of the Lord, God is with you and God wants to draw you in and overshadow you and protect you and love you and keep you. Right now, right across this room with every eye closed from the front to the back, the side to the side. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, I'm going to say a simple prayer. I'm not going to pull you out of your seat. I'm not going to point you out. Just lift your hand right now and say, I want to say that prayer, Julie. Just lift your hand right, right up high, right across this room, just so I can see it. Then you can put it back down. I'm not going to pull you out. I promise I won't embarrass you. And if you say this prayer, your life will be changed forever like Mary's was. Anyone in the room, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Lord. Okay, just one more time just lift your hands up to the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say this, in the name of Jesus Christ. I recognize that I have been impregnated with the Son of God. I recognize that I am overshadowed by the Most High. I recognize that I am highly favoured. And I ask you, Father, to open my eyes that I might be a vessel of good in this Christmas season. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c 3 telgraorgau We hope to see you at church soon.